Live from Atlanta. It's Saturday night. Fuck you. Actually, it's more Saturday morning. Yeah. That Friday night, because this is... Friday night. You know, mm-hmm. Anime Week in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, Hi, this... folks. Oh, sorry. And this is The Awesome Cast. Yes, folks, it's still the awesome cast. A special anime con edition. I'm Basil. I'm Eric. I'm Lee. And I'm Rail. We sometimes call him Brad. But that's us. It's uh how late? One thirty in the morning? One thirty in the morning, Atlanta time. Mm-hmm. It was the uh this has been the first day actual day of Anime Week in Atlanta. The southeast foremost coolest anime con. Oh, yeah, you. Are you just going to say that all night? No. Like, is that all you're going to say tonight? No. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you. <laughs> just got no. Hell, yeah, you. I ask before we get any further in here. <laughs> and the rules of the podcast are, if you had to be in the room, you get to say stuff. So, Brad gets to be a, one of our, our special guests, even though he doesn't really do anything worth being a special yeah, guest. Yeah, really, really. Does Kevin get to say stuff, or is he asleep? If Kevin wants to chirp up and say things, he can say them, but I don't know if anyone's going to hear him. Kevin sits back on his cushioned throne, not unlike Chrome, if uh, you guys all get Conan references right. Anyway. No, we Was don't. that the guy who was James Earl Jones, or was that somebody else? Uh, no, it's Chrome is, is Conan's god, as it were. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I watched Conan James Earl Jones. We're not reading the Bible. He's the main villain. He, no, no, whatever. Isn't he the main villain of the first Conan movie? Uh, Darth Vader is not the main villain of the first Conan movie. He's yes, the main villain of the first is. Star Wars movie. You know what? Yes, it's really sad if we spent the next ten minutes arguing James about comic Earl books Jones and anime. Is the villain in Conan? Okay, I, I can see there were lightsabers in Conan. You're right. I'm sorry. There's a big guy in a black mask with lightsabers. Actually, it wasn't in a mask. It was just him. Shut the really... fuck up! Okay, sorry, jeez. I guess this is Kevin. He will be in the awesome cast. <laughs> All right. Isn't this like? The most number of members that have ever been on one awesome cast, like five. Now, once we had the London and Philharmonic or- or- Orchestra on here. So. Oh, really? Yeah, it was yeah. pretty awesome. They were like, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, but they but weren't able to enunciate actual words. So the con, the con, the cons are pretty good this year. Yeah, let's. I guess we just run down. Um. Friday, there honestly weren't much in the way of panels I wanted to do. How about you guys? Was there any panels? Uh, panels? Wanted to do? What panels? I actually went to a couple. Oh, yeah. I went to a bunch of the artist ones, but that's just because, you know, artists. You draw things? You yes. draw things. Because you're an artist? Mm hmm. And oh. uh, they were decent. Uh, kind of. Explain. It's okay. You, you can cut loose. Yeah, if they thought okay. you say that. Okay, yeah. Um, the lady, uh, you know, having us, you know, talk about your book for half an hour and then sit up front while people show you their drawings isn't really a class teaching other people to draw. I kind of suck. Who ran that? Do you know? I don't even remember her name, but she draws good just to teach well. Uh, what did, do you know the name of her book? Do you remember the... No. Well, let me look. You know what she, you know? Uh, it was Drawing with Camellia de Erico. 
and she's very talented, and she couldn't teach. Yeah, but she didn't learn a thing. I really didn't. But I had a good time, kind of whatever. And oh snap! Out of nowhere, we have our, our, our DJ Nubito. Get over here! Come on in, my nice. man. Whoa, he's like the sixth ranger. Yes, that's right. The green, green ranger. Yeah. He's the green one. The green ranger has entered the room, uh, guys. Speaking of which, there's an awesome green ranger cosplayer out there today. If anybody saw, there's several, there's good several awesome rangers. cosplayers. Definitely. And I saw a lot of Kamina cosplayers, which made me happy as the flood of uh, Naruto and stuff is having. At least some people are fighting the power. <laughs> and and just to get the record straight, not a fucking Tonberry. All right. <laughs> Like, if you guys see pictures of a guy at Eddie Way, and it, you, you think, oh, that's a Tonberry. Not a fucking Tonberry. What if in there's ca- a real Tonberry in like case In case you weren't... Shut up, Brad. Not here. That's not proper use. Anyways, our good man Eric here decided to say, screw that anime crap, and cosplayed a Jawa for this year at Eddie Way. That's right. Like, he cosplays... At every every convention, convention ever. ever, one step below anime character, one step, step above, above Star, Star Trek. Trek character. <laughs> and even having witnessed this fallacy, I have volunteered to cosplay a Tonberry next year to stand right yes. beside Eric in yes. his costume, just so everyone can contrast and compare. Yeah, exactly. We're we're gonna have a whole session. In fact, if they would let me, I'd run a goddamn panel on the differences between a Tonberry and a Jawa. You know what this is gonna do, though? They're just gonna say, "Oh, look, two Tonberries." Yes. yes. It's a, it's a female and a male Tonberry. We can always check with Crisis Con. Who knows? I mean, maybe they need more. Yes, more give, give a crisis, check know. with Crisis Con. Um, I was a little disappointed in the dealer's room this year. Uh, I don't know about everybody it else. It wasn't quite up to snuff no. from what I saw last year. Um, not at all. I still spent almost two hundred dollars the first. Well, day. Yeah. you're but, yeah, but you bought not. it. But you bought it almost all at one booth. There was one yeah. guy who had a ton of new stuff. There was one booth. That's- that had a ton of new anime import stuff. Mm-hmm. And everyone else looked like last year's booth, minus the cool stuff we all bought from last year. Exactly. Like, I noticed a lot of people had the Twilight King figure from the Twilight Princess set, but none of the other characters. And stuff like that. Where there was nobody bought. There were some there. some new Nintendo plushies that I really had no interest in. But otherwise, yeah, a couple yeah. new Nintendo plushies. Um, a new video game booth. There was a yeah. very nice... Um, there was the guys that are there every year... Who I, whose name I don't remember you guys, but um, they were playing um, a jam with a band, um, band yeah. brothers uh, over loudspeakers, and that was really cool. Um, but there was a new a new set of guys there this year, and they were really nice. And uh, are you I, talking about the New York one? Like yeah, well, yeah. The, yeah. The usual ones, guys, who has the the little black things of cardboard where they write in yeah. in crayon or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then there's well, this. Then the new guys. The that, new guys are like a physical store. Like I don't know if you saw yeah. it, but they have a place here, an import slash uh, uh, um, or a retro video game store here in Atlanta, right. and it was really nice. And there wasn't as many like find a location. There was there wasn't as many like little confections that you normally see like the Japanese food stand. Yeah, no and food, everything. Yeah, there there was. Did you not see the WYSIWYG booth where they had their entire line they of Japanese the, they snacks? Had the, they had the WYSIWYG you know that they set up the, apparently set up the WYSIWYG booth late because I went in early and me and Suze could not find it whatsoever. So. It's, it's there. I saw it. Well, that's, it is now. So. That's the problem with anime conventions these days. Ever since uh, uh, three or four years ago, you can basically find four or five different types of anime vendors, but there'll be 20 of each at every anime con, so there's no variety. You can't find any more collectibles, with the one exception of that Basil will probably go over later to uh, in this podcast. So, 
Yeah. Well, well first to say, <clears throat> before I forget, those the new video game guys, they nabbed me a Game Genie for the Sega Saturn, and which also was bonus as a RAM cart, so I can now play my imports and also import all the 2D fighters on the awesome. Sega Saturn. So, you know, props to them for that, because I've been looking for one on eBay. They're like 70 bucks. I got it for 20 Nice. Yeah, those guys are awesome. Those guys were awesome. They had um, DJ Max 1, which I can't find online anymore. Like, it comes up on eBay every once in a while, but you, you can't, like, go to PlayAsia and buy DJ Max 1 anymore. But I think the biggest reason that dealer's rooms don't rock it out like they used to, a lot of it's the internet. Because yeah. you can get a whole crap load of stuff <laughs> out of that that you can't get normal. Well, well, not only that, but it seems like um, there's much less buy like because of the internet. I guess there's a yeah. lot less buying going on, yeah. and this that you know when you own a physical store, you've got to get through stock. I mean, and these guys can't like do what Best Buy does and ship it back to the manufacturers yeah. for a credit. You know, they've got to sell it, so you end up with the same Death Note shit for three years. Mm-hmm. And I think because of the internet, uh, a lot of anime companies in Japan are just less willing to make collectible items, with few exceptions. So, Also, the, there's the fact that 80 Boy is near the end <clears throat> of the con cycle. And usually a lot of these stores will buy up big right before the anime season. At least that's what I've seen. And they'll sell through as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then near the end, they're not going to have as much. And they still reorder things like that one guy. Yeah. I bought the entire movie set of the Gurren Lagann plushies. Well, well, that was just one guy who very obviously he had some kind of connection in Japan or something because I mean those came out like two weeks, two weeks ago, ago yeah. or something yeah. like that. Those I, I came think out he anticipated like, that. That's yeah, that's why I came to AWA. I'll tell you that made me very sad because the, the you know I was really expecting a ton of Gurren Lagann stuff to mm-hmm. be everywhere. Mm-hmm. There was like two different T-shirts, one of which cost fifty bucks a pop, um, a uh, a mug. At one place, and yeah, then I got one. and then this guy who had a bunch of ten, you know, one guy had a That's bunch of girls. That's the sad thing. Stuff. Somebody is going to buy that T-shirt for fifty dollars, even though most people true. probably would have paid thirty for it. Also, Girly on was big in Japan. wasn't It wasn't big in Japan this year. The big thing in Japan now is the movie that's coming out, which is why they had the plushie set. Promotional, but plushies. all the actual merchandise they make, it probably was made last year. So there's not as much this year as there could have been. Like, I don't know. Like I said, I was really excited. And one of the big things that excited me was, hey, there's an anime oh, yeah. that's, that I like that's actually kind of popular. Because normally I end up liking animes that aren't yeah, very popular. Yeah, same here. Which makes it really hard uh, to find swag for them. Exactly. Like, I, like the, you know, last year my big anime was Mushishi. Which there are DVDs, manga, and then a hundred and something dollar figurine for. And that's about it. And that's it. No, we're done. Too much to ask for one Demon Bane model. Really? I mean, I mean me and nobody were sitting there trying to argue with the Funimation people for their poster. Like, we'll pay you 50 bucks for your poster. I'm surprised there's no Soul Eater. <clears throat> yes, I didn't yes. see any Soul Eater. The only, the, oh, yeah. the only Soul Eater I saw was in the actually the artist galley with people drawing Soul Eater, but yeah. there was no merch of it. I wonder, maybe it's because it's still so new as far as being animated, maybe there's not enough merchandise. There's usually yet. a three to six month lag period. Uh, you think we're just on the very popular. end of it? Where did all the Zelda plushies come from? Like, anybody know? Like that? Like that? They were not around last last season. That was one of the new things. Was all the Zelda plushies? Have you noticed that it tends to be video game plushies and so a lot of there's there seems to be a lot more video game stuff in dealers' rooms the past few years. Yeah, a lot. And yeah. there has been an anime yeah. stuff yeah. like anime stuff. Because until I found the Gurren Lagann plushies, I bought a lot of Gurren Lagann stuff almost exclusively. Yeah. Except for my RAM cart this year, but normally the, the several years I've been buying mostly video game items, mostly because my big vice is plushies. I have to own 
plushies. <laughs> There's just something about them. You know, this year at MTech, I ended up buying figurines because they had no plushies. Yeah. Mm. And so, in the past few years, all the big plushies I've seen for series I like were all video games. I was buying lots of Nintendo characters. And this year there was lots of there were lots of yeah things. lots of lots of the, the only new thing I saw at so many booths maybe was, it was the DS game you know Phantom Hourglass Phantom Hourglass might be from Phantom Hourglass because it was the Toon cell shaded yeah cell shaded link um and then there was the new star there yeah. was a star and um somebody had Fire Flower and um, Ooh, Fire Flower I would have gotten a Fire Flower like, anyways yeah somebody had a Fire Flower and somebody had uh, and there was a new Goomba there yeah the Goomba, new Goomba there was a Goomba new Goomba. And and a, a new Mario, yeah. But but that's pretty, Mario Sunshine. It's Mario Sunshine. That's Sunshine Galaxy. 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 Yeah. But anyway, in the end, like I said, the dealer's room was all right, but it's a little yeah. I have to you know just have to point out that even though a lot of stuff was recycled, it was a joy trolling through there, hoping to come across the rare whatever that might you know attune to some of the I will more be, of unique anime taste. I will be the only man in Huntsville, Alabama, who owns Keyboard Mania. <laughs> I will be. If they want less than if they want less than a hundred bucks for that, I will go buy it tomorrow. You just might be the only person in Alabama. <laughs> must be the only person in Alabama with keyboard mania. And you never know. I mean, sometimes dealers will bring out the really good stuff for Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. I've seen yeah. that a couple I'm, times. Yeah, I'm reserving judgment for Saturday. There may be some cool stuff turns up, or I may find something I missed the first couple times mm-hmm. through there. So we give them a play by play for each day. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, well we're probably. We'll probably skip Sunday. We'll probably skip for Friday, Saturday, and then, yeah. you know, and Saturday if anything, will be like the you know, like Sunday we might bring up during the actual next awesome, awesome cast. Yeah. You know. So, um, how's the cosplay this year? It was pretty good. What do you think? Like, what do you I mean, what's a hotties, yes. I saw a lot of the Naruto and Bleach, but I did see a few, you know, I saw some uh, Persona 3 and... Just a lot of neat little things. A lot of commoners. Yeah, I've seen at least three or four commoners. If you haven't gone to the um, the cosplay gallery, mm-hmm. it is always kind of interesting that they actually have one room that's sort of that shows off yeah. some really really good costumes on on like models and stuff. Yeah, they actually have an Orpheus from Badass Persona Three. Awesome! I need to go see. That. It's from the uh, We Go Kyo or We Go for Kyo Girls, mm-hmm. and they're really really good. They actually did today. I know I saw them in their Powerpuff Girls. Grand Prix outfits, wild, which were hot. awesome. Yeah, that too. Also hot. Well, the, there was you know, and I, I guess I'm just talking about it because I was in the Jaw outfit. There's actually a lot of Star Wars cosplay this year. There's two stormtroopers at least. Oh, I saw um, Mara Jade, um, my Jawa, and of course I saw we always several Jokers. Several Oh God, Jokers yes. everywhere. Guys, 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 listen up, listen up. Stop the fucking Jokers. It's not a cool. It's not a cool costume because you know what? Most of you fuckers half-ass it. <laughs> and and I know it seems like oh I could buy some white paint and, and red paint and spray paint myself green. Yeah, why so serious? Yeah, why so yeah? And shut up, why so serious? Like guys, there's a Maddox article, and if you know who Maddox is, you don't deserve to know who Maddox is. And it's all on the people who are and aren't Dave Chappelle. Well, guess what? Go read that and then change Dave Chappelle to the Joker. <laughs> and guess what? Heck, we can even do a different one with the guys who are and aren't Heath Ledger, and it'll actually be zero percent to a hundred percent because Heath Ledger's dead. None of y'all fuckers are Heath Ledger anymore. And speaking of the, you know, not Japanese cosplaying, I saw a few Captain Hammers. Captain Hammers. 
and oh, one Doctor Horrible. One Doctor Horrible. I didn't see the Doctor Horrible. Yeah, with the with the um, it was think, horrible. And somebody, would, yeah, they're pretty bad. There's a lot of bad Doctor Horribles out there. Like guys, wear the right lab coat. Like don't just buy a white lab coat that's the exact wrong lab coat and wear it. Just you're stupid. And um, there are actually people selling the Doctor Horrible goggles. Like the um, and and it's funny, not the original ones, not the ones that you can't find, but the green ones that 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 uh, there was the big brouhaha over them shipping them out the mm-hmm. wrong kind. Mm-hmm. People were selling those here today. So a lot of steampunk goggles. I mean, there there was something I saw in the dealership yeah. that I had not seen. In from what I've heard from people who went to Dragon Con, steampunk was very in. This yeah, year. The steampunk yeah, was the thing. The trend for, it's this, the trend year for this year, and which is cool. I like steampunk. Yeah, steampunk is great. Yeah, go. And uh, speaking of cosplay, I want to give a shout out to a uh, Simon, adult Simon from Gurn Lagan cosplayer. If he, you know, I gave him a card, maybe he'll listen to this. If yeah, so, ev- I salute you, sir. Everybody, we gave awesome cast cards. You're awesome for actually going to the awesome cast and, and listening to it. And giving us a try. And giving us a try. And uh, uh, we will have uh, Brad perform sexual favors for you. Um, Shut up. Anytime you want. We'll also film it. We'll film it. Sell it. Cosplay. Anyway, well, I did not consent like, to this. We'll give you like five percent. Yes, you did. I heard, no, I did not. I heard, I heard you at the Chili's. <laughs> no. Guys, I'm, 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 children, I will turn this cosplay around. This you mean cosplay podcast at 2 a.m. PG-13 rated, okay? The Awesome Cast, your podcast for all things cosplay. Ew. Anyways, much like... cast. Shut up. Shut up, Brad. Shut up, Biker shorts do not belong on a Chun Li costume. It's just not yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Seriously, you go dress up as Chun Li. I want to see your thighs. And if you're if you're that cosplayer, I'm sorry, you were still hot. You were hot. That's why we want to see your thighs. No on that. <laughs> anyway, go on. And of course, Friday is usually the warm up day. Yeah, yeah. And all the big stuff usually hits on Saturdays, which usually also means all the big cosplays which show up on Saturday, especially and since photo that's. Shoots. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the costume contest day. Yeah. They all get judged. So they bring out their Sunday best on Saturdays. And we all go to dinner during it because yes. we don't want to go around during the, the costume awesome contest. The awesome cast does not care about the masquerade. <laughs> we will comment on the sexy costumes, though. We just don't well, want to hear your skits. I isn't listening to this. I mean, um... <laughs> Well, I'm hoping to get her in one. Yeah. <laughs> if you anyway, get Susan a slave girl Leia outfit, I swear it. you will be my hero. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Like, she listens to this. But now. she's got to have the bun haircut at the same Actually, time. Actually, she's got I have a thing for that. It's got to be both. Okay. Well, speaking of podcasts and stuff, I did go to the Amy World Orders. It was, I know Kevin. Yeah. So did James, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I did for like five seconds. Series over you, yeah. They did their Spring Fall 2018 review. Oh, I meant to go that. How was it? It was actually pretty good. It was, it was better than I was expecting it to be, to be honest with you. And now there was some technical hiccups, not on their part, just their, mm-hmm. the projector was kind of crap. They hadn't fired it up yet before they tried to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, and for one, other than other cables seemed to work correctly. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, they have good cables. It was just... The projector was weird, and even after they started playing it, it was way, way, way too bright, mm-hmm. and you couldn't see half the things until they paused it, and then... The re- way tech guys came in, hooked up. Yeah, like, and, you know, the, the chick that was running the operations right in front, you know, who checks events, checks badges, who was in no way a tech at all, she was doing her best <coughs> to help out and get techs there, so kudos to them. Mm-hmm. But it was a good panel, I mean, they showed a lot of shows that we've seen, and a lot of shows that we haven't seen, like Library Wars. Yeah, Library which, Wars I never heard of. Which apparently is a show where 
they arm all their librarians, and the way they handle wars is they find out where battles are going to happen. They buy the buildings there, call them libraries, and build them with guns to their librarians to protect it. Whoa. Which I don't know, that sounded kind of cool. And there was some other neat stuff, too. And some not so neat stuff, but mostly neat. They and they trust Rosario plus Vampire, so I was. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Rosario plus Vampire is totally not worth watching after the third episode. Pretty it's much. Totally worth watching for the and third episode. And they blast Tosin. Yeah. Did they? Yes. yes. I don't like Ikitosin. Well, and no, they didn't either. But that, they did. And the really good. Is Ikitosin is They're is still it? doing new seasons. Is, oh, that, yeah. is, that the, is that the anime with the uh, orange-haired girl and the blue-haired girl with the iPad? Yes. Okay. Yes. But they, they go to get into fights and their clothes are always being ripped off. Oh, yeah. that one. But you never really see really anything. Yeah, you never see anything uh-huh. because it's like there's just enough scraps to couple uh-huh. the nipples. And the bizarre thing is based the on the romance of the Three Kingdoms. Now, really, we were there to get our seats... For the next panel, which was Daryl Surratt was hosting at Crazy Anime Deaths. Oh. Or Anime's Craziest Deaths. And that was great. That was great. I was, that was awesome. Man, I kind of missed this. Now, I was lost in the dealer's room. It did suck, though not on his fault, for two main things. One, right before the panel started, someone pulled the fire alarm. Fucker. Yeah, yeah we heard that. <laughs> and, you know, several people had to get shooed out. Um, not shooed, shooed. Like, you know, shoo shoo. Yes. And. Then, when we finally, that stopped, and we finally got all back to our seats and everything, they had to re-hook everything back up, mess with the projector again. Mm-hmm. And then we also found out that, thanks to stupid-ass Naratards, this was supposed to be a two-hour panel. The Naruto people who were in the next panel right afterwards, they thought they were starting at four, not five. So for some reason, AWA gave them the slot and not didn't make them wait till five. What? Yeah. So we ended up getting like 30 to 45 minutes of any deaths instead of two hours. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't so, enough death, Naritards. We're looking for like, you. We got a lot of good ones, you know, several from Genocyber. They, they did the North Star. North Star. Three whole Taminos. <laughs> we did get the Mikimomo, which was later reprised anime Mickey hell. Momo. Best magical girl show ending ever. Check it out, people. <laughs> I'm sure uh, someone's got on YouTube. Yeah, well, we're getting there. No. You're on the opposite end of the day, man. Yeah. That's the only part I went to. You went to visit your family, loser. And then that was was my last real panel before Totally Lame Anime and Anime Hell. Mm. I know James went to a photography... I went to a cosplay photography panel, but it was more so a panel of you need to buy these expensive lenses and here are these expensive cameras, and it wasn't really more so about... Actually, the photography the and like how to take good cosplay photos, which is what I was expecting it to be. It was a lot mm. more. It was a lot more technical. It was a bunch of. It was a bunch of camera tech talk, and well, I, I kind of took it in and tried to see what I could learn out of it. It was. It just wasn't really what I was expecting it to be. But I guess a, a, a photographer's soul is really in his camera. Yeah. yeah. Or a way they're talking in the lens that you use for the camera. Pretty much, yeah. yeah Very technical. I had to walk out. My head was found, spinning. I also found out that if I want to be a serious photographer, I have to rob a couple banks, apparently, mm. for equipment. What the <laughs> like, well, this thing's cost $10,000 plus. And I was like, oh my god. That's worth more than my car. <laughs> I like taking pictures of girls, but not that much. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, like there's, some, there's some cool guys like the, like the you know the Power Rangers. Well, yeah. There was that one Professor Stein. There was. There was a Professor. I've Stein. seen two Professor Steins. It's really skinny though. It wasn't you? Know, he, he needed the bulk. There were two. Mm. I, I don't know. It might have been <laughs> one or two. I don't know. I saw him around though. 
And all the best Code Geass cosplayers are women, even the male characters. Mm. And then afterwards, we went to a bang and stir fry place. Yeah, oh, what like what kind of food was it? Like, is it really good or like? What was it called? What was it called again? It was a Chow Baby. Chow, Chow Baby. Chow Baby, Chow Baby American Stir Fry. Yep. It was kind of yeah. neat. They gave you two bowls. Yeah. A red bowl and a black bowl. Mm-hmm. The black bowl's big. You put whatever you want in it, like vegetable-wise. They had, like, rice, rice noodles, uh, lo mein noodles, like, actual pasta. All sorts of vegetables and all sorts of sauces, like, really yeah. good sauces, too. Yeah. And then, that's one bowl. Then they had another bowl, which you put your meat in. They had like sausage and beef and chicken, chicken and, salmon. and salmon and other fish. Yeah. You put good. that in another bowl. And you put whatever spices you want on that one. Mm-hmm. And then you hand them that together and they stir fry it together. Hey, child baby. To you. We'll be waiting for our <laughs> endorsement check for yes. you guys. Like, so you choose what you want to eat exactly. Yes. So and it's almost a lot it. like that Korean buffet that we were doing. Well, yes. They, yes. Except for they yeah, just it. like that, actually. Or if you're from up north, it's like B&D's Mongolian yeah. Grill. So it's the same thing as that, yeah. That's, like, that's pretty awesome. I think we're gonna do it at lunch so, so you can try it, but it was, yeah, it was I'd really like good. Like, and uh, after that, I went to uh, Fred Perry's drawing workshop, and that man can draw like he can go. Show you how to draw titties because that's no, what that man can draw. Unfortunately, he didn't get to that far. So in who the, uh, is Fred Perry? Uh, he does that uh, gold digger. Thing comic, doesn't he? This gold digger. Yes. Yeah. He also did Ninja High Ninja School. High school. He remembers yes. that. He's done some of Ninja High School. He did pencils for Marvel well, or something. He was probably the most famous uh, uh, Amara manga artist before probably. Fred Perry, and we won't count him for obvious Wait, reasons. did you say Fred Perry? Did you Wait, just no, Fred? For, uh, for Fred Gallagher. I was about to say, did you say Fred Perry was the most famous one before Fred Perry? Are you trying to compare Fred Perry? Fred, Fred Gallagher, Gallagher to Fred freaking well, Moe Moe BS freaking crap Gallagher. I think exactly. he's referring to like the uh, popularity, the, not the notoriety quality. of the two artists. Yeah, he, he's talking about how popular they are, not yeah. their art styles. Yeah, okay. Or being a pseudo anime But Fred Perry can actually draw, anyways, at least yeah. hands. Sketch, sketch. But, uh, well, he was a very, he did a very good, uh, a very good drawing workshop. So I can totally draw like. Fred Gallagher, because I can sketch. All you have to do is cry on the paper. Remember, <laughs> Fred remember Perry, guys, damn you! Remember, guys, if you define your lines, then you might actually have to be a real artist, and that that would be awful. So don't don't define your lines, you know, at all. I heard the awesomely bad Japanese music videos was a good panel, but I didn't go to it. I did have her go to. We did, however, go to totally lame anime. That was lame. Which was anime that was totally, totally lame. It <laughs> was very hilarious. No false advertisement on that one. Frankenstein flips out like a ninja. But didn't we see that last year when that happened? They showed more. Yeah. They showed they more. Showed more they showed more Frankenstein. Yeah. Showed more Dracula. More Dracula. Apparently, in the movie, he has a son named Janice. That's awesome. Who's apparently the 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 servant of God. Who's supposed to be this being of total good? It was like the worst Castlevania fan fiction ever. Yes, it was pretty amazing. What true. is man but a little pile of secrets? And then they showed Solar Adventures, oh, which God. was which we saw last year again. It was the one where it was live action Korean kids fighting. Oh communists. God, that's painful! Why did they have to show that again? Because it's great. I love it the is giant, painful. I love the giant robots. Maybe you don't understand the, the point of totally lame anime. <laughs> it was bad, and that's why it was so. <laughs> to be good. bad. 
But it was hosted by Neil Nadelman, who is one of the, one of the big translators. Yeah. Out and about, and he's been the, he's been in the industry for years. He did a lot of the early Central Park Media stuff. Is he the one that's with Bandai now? I don't know these things. Do I look like Daryl Surratt? No. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know the right line. Nothing alike. Anyways, <laughs> they don't know that. Well, well. Well, now they Ooh. do. <laughs> Moving on, right afterwards was anime. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to say, okay, if you are the girl that was in charge of the anime hell line, you're stupid. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but you are. Like, I know you were trying your best, but but don't don't sit there and, like, let some people in that didn't get in line. And, and also, when people leave... They let other people in. Like, like when 13, 14, 15, 16 people leave a panel, and there's 13, 14, 15, 16 free seats now, let 13, 14, 15, 16 of us in the stupid panel. Man, you should be like, look, lady, I do a podcast. <laughs> I'm somebody. I'm somebody. <laughs> you're, you. just, you're just some staff. The awesome cast you're nothing. Clown, I man. drank next to Dave Merrill. No, oh. <laughs> no I drank <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Dave Merrill, he's you know one of the co-chairs of Eddie Boy, one of the guys who's made it happen for years, and one of his big things is this thing called Anime Hell, which is a sort of variety of clip show or whatever craziness he can put together mm-hmm. to show them in our faces, and we, for some reason, like it. It has become the defining point of AWA, almost. And it, one of them. It's it's definitely the, the big thing to do on a Friday night, mm-hmm. and that... Main ballroom was packed. Yeah, I know they can seat several thousand people, and it was filled to the gills. Mm. I was actually really, I thought it was really nice, and I actually did see two of the AWO members, uh, Gerald and Clissa. I saw them get up and give people their seats, which was really cool. And I think they stood. I don't know. Mm. Me, I'm a jerk and kept my seat. Save <laughs> them for others. <laughs> Many of which were there. Here, anyways, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. One of the better ones in, in, in a better while, one in actually. years. Yeah, it was a lot yes. of new clips, clips that I hadn't seen yet. Yes, exactly. Like, like, um, I mean, I've been to like four, and that was an awesome Astro Boy music video. Yes, yes, great like, tribute to Astro Boy. Yeah, that was the best. Boy. I want that Astro Boy music video. Yeah. I want it. Like, I want that, that song that yeah. they did. In oh, the baby, great Astro Boy tribute. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even I, like. I'm not an Astro Boy fan, and yeah, I was but, like, but that wouldn't just yeah, touch you. That was good. Yeah, I am an Astro Boy fan, and I was like, ditto. A little yeah. too much martial arts. Martial arts went along a little too long. Yeah, like, I, I didn't under, really understand why they did so much of that because because the martial arts just wasn't like the joke was. Oh, look, it's stupid martial arts, and yeah, a little long. bit of that's funny. It was kind of boring, but like, point. yeah, but like twenty. There was like twenty thirty minutes of it in the two hours, and that was like. No, no. And I also wasn't jiving with the message from space video, but yeah, the message from space music video was that went just on like, too long. It went on yeah. too long. And I don't like the music, but the video kind of sucked it. Yeah, um, the music was pretty. But that was the only two down points. Awesome. Yeah, those were like two it. down points, and even then, were too low. I mean, yeah. I mean, the only thing that he really replayed, replayed from last year was Doctor Tran. Doctor Tran, yeah. and Doctor Tran is, I think, it was probably one of his new staples. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. He hasn't done high, high no in a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, a couple of no. He even mentioned no fucking high no. Uh, yeah, yeah. At the, at the high no is a really old. He's a, he's a German singer who has really wiggy eyes. Who has to wear sunglasses. He wear very very deep. Doop, doop, oh no, he's not the guy that sang. Uh, no, that's someone else. Never he mind. sings during folk tunes. Ah, and he was a staple for for many many years. Yeah, they used to sell high no buttons and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. but you know, 
he's very good about realizing when something gets played out, he stops. Yeah, like yeah. we don't, we don't, you don't see Monkey versus Robot anymore either. Yeah. Well, we're still hearing. Dark we did get Ninja Robots, which was an awesome. That was like the 1980s distilled into a four minute clip yeah, with yeah. music behind it. Ninja the Robots, Ninja Robots. <laughs> like that's what it was. It was Ninja Robots. And it's like you know that's that's like. The, the Danish Mutant Ninja Turtles and yeah. uh, the VR Troopers and Power Rangers and merged them into one TV show and played it for me. There's much. With giant robots that were ninjas. Yes. Yes. What well, were the ninjas pilot of the giant robots? But and well, then, also and one of no, no, one of the giant robots was a ninja, and then the people piloting the the animal like giant robots were also oh, yeah. ninjas. Right. right. My bad. Sorry. Because remember, because remember, you have the power, and you're in the machine. <laughs> That is awesome. That's awesome a great, motto. That was great. Like I really wish I knew where that came. That was. They really showed awesome. a lot of really yeah. Tezuka stuff. You know, Tezuka's the I guy. I know where it's come from. I won't go started. <laughs> yeah. The whole manga anime thing, as far as we know it. Like uh, this, is a really amazing jump animation. Jump ball. Yeah. Just the the basically just jumping, an animation yeah. test. You know. Yeah, it was basically just a first person view of jumping the hell around and jumping higher and higher and higher. I really like the broken down video. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite ones. Yeah, that was pretty good too. Was like, it, was, it, was, it was like no language in it. And it was just a perfectly distilled piece of yeah, good, yeah. good, good, well done, well done, sir. It was like you know an old timey thing where it feels like a film reel, but he plays around with it as a visual medium. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and that it was just really, really neat. Perfect. And you know, Cleopatra was you know queen of sex. Yeah. That's the title. They didn't let it get too wrong. You know what's funny was that that version of Julius Caesar looks an awful like the version of Julius Caesar they used in um. Um, anybody seen the Twelve Tasks of Asterix? Ever? It's I, guess an, it's, I guess not. Well, there's an old no. Disney cartoon. Well, it's not a Disney cartoon. It's, it's a thing in Europe, and Disney brought it over and mm. made it a Disney cartoon. So you think that's called that? Like and it's like me. looks exactly like, a lot like the way Caesar looked in, like oh, I mean, almost like no, not the rest of the animation, like everybody else, but it's like the, the Caesar face they mm. used was it, like it could have been intentional. I mean, Tesco took a lot of influence from Disney and would. I believe, if I remember correctly, hung out with Walt Disney a few times. Well, like, 12 Tasks of Asterix is actually a big children's series in Europe, in France and in um, um, England. May have Mostly seen France it. and um, and mainland Europe. And it's like a, it's a big thing there. It's not just like a one movie. It's like there's been a bunch of movies. So 12 Tasks of Asterix was the one that, that Disney brought to right. America. So and, I don't know. Just... And back to the Cleopatra movie, something that bothered me about it was the whole fact that the people from the future... Where you know live action actors, oh yeah, and heads, and one disintegrated for no apparent reason. Yes, well, they're from the future. And then we saw the future boy. We saw future boy. Yeah, future boy was was Hayao Miyazaki's big, you know. TV show he did back in the day. Yeah. You don't mess with future boy Conan. He but, will fuck your shit up. But he, did he really come from the future? Is that the plot? No, he came from the past. He was in the future. Yeah. Oh, no wonder he was so fucking strong. Like it's it's. I'll show it to you one day. I've, I've got all of it. Okay. It's good. It's good stuff. I, I think if you hunt torrents down enough, you might be able to find it. Mm. I need but to see that was Anime Hell. Um, that was Anime Hell. And a few of us took to check out the beginnings of Midnight Madness, which is the fan parody yeah. section. Yeah. But the problem is there's no new fan. To quote the guy at the beginning, there's at least three or four minutes of new stuff this year. And I'm sorry, that's not enough to stick around. Although, you know... he. And the guy, he actually does his own fan parodies himself. Yeah. Like, he did the Coming Soon from last year. Yeah. Which are a bunch of trailers, which he was the first thing he played this year, because it's the newest thing made. Yeah. Which was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And a really good Sailor Moon version of E for Vendetta. 
T for Tuxedo. T for Tuxedo, yeah. And the, oh, Rick! Yeah, Macross one, which is my personal favorite. Anyways, they're apparently doing a Slayers fan parody for next year, which is, it's a TSR. It's a sort of a D&D Slayers. A TSR! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's the, I, think, I think they call it the Slayer's Redo because it's that's TSR. Awesome. That's, it looks like it's going to be good. That's that's yeah, great. I, sal- I salute you, sir. It might be the best and one. Names. It started with you know fisting North Star, fisting of the North Star. Yeah, God. <laughs> lots of gay jokes in that one. Oh. that one. But it should be good. And at that point, you know, we decided bucket pizza. Yeah, we couldn't I, find pizza. We couldn't find pizza. Yeah. I stuck so around for the... Uh, yeah. Me the, and Lee stuck around for Evangelion the, Redeath. The master, the uh, remastered version, which had a lot of crap that I hadn't heard yet from the normal one. Yeah, well, that's uh, Studio Sodeki or Sudeki or... Sude- I don't know. Sodekai or something or other. I just remember when I post called. this, I'll Google it up and give you the actual name. Um, but... They've done a lot of really good stuff. Fanboy Bebop, mm-hmm. Nescaflone. Oh, I love Nescaflone. Uh-huh. And Ava Redeath. They're they're one of the better groups. Mm-hmm. And when they originally did the Ava Redeath, they used you know VHS tapes. One of their actresses actually had to phone it in. They recorded her off a phone, so she sounded horrible. Her voice was great, just the quality was horrible. And so they were like, you know what? Screw this. Let's redo this. They got the deep, you know, the really nice DVDs, remastered everything, got redone acting from the chick, you know, and with an actual microphone, which was actually there, and redid a lot of the footage. Added a lot of new good. jokes, added added balling music, it was good. Considering how many times Dekiano's messed with Ava, it seems somehow appropriate. <sighs> yeah, actually. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to do a new one based off the movies. And uh, that was Friday. And that was that, Friday. That was yep. Friday. And now we're in the beginning of Saturday morning. And yep. we're going to sleep until the other beginning of Saturday morning, hopefully. And then we're going to kick it off once more. <laughs> now that's it, guys. We out. Catch y'all later. At AWA. Good morning, AWA. Well, it's not really it's not morning. morning this time. Yeah, it's it's night. It's Saturday night. Only it's actually Saturday, Saturday night. night. Welcome to the second half of the awesome cast, AWA Spectacular. Indeed. Spectacular. Right now we've got the actual usual <coughs> awesome crew, Basil. Eric. And Lee. That's us. So today is Saturday. The day. Bigger. Badder. Longer. Uncut. Uh, and speaking of longer and uncut, God, you guys see the registration this line? Oh, <laughs> was it wasn't an hour. I'm so oh, glad. It was stretching from the registration table down to the, uh, you know, actual room area and around the little Around the, to the elevators? Yes. I'm really glad that we heard uh, the awesome cast get both an early start and a late finish. Mm-hmm. Yes. And by early start, I mean the early start badges that they mail us so we never wait in line. Indeed. That's the way to it's go. It's pretty cool. If you decide to, if you register online, you can choose an option. The option is early start. For an extra $20, they'll mail you your badge before you actually enter the con. Now, it's not so great if you're just doing it with, like, yourself, but if you can gather a couple of friends together, right, and everybody pitch in, it's a great That's program. right. Mm-hmm. One person, 
twenty dollars. Two people, twenty dollars. Thirty people, twenty dollars. It just like well, group fees are good because it's only twenty five people. You know, twenty five dollars per person, and you can do it pretty six, pretty, six people. Yeah, so they six, six people is the more. minimum group. Yeah, six people is the minimum group. Mm. Um, so it's twenty five bucks per person for the the pass, and then the extra twenty bucks for the the shipping and everything. Yeah, man, that's a great deal. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that maybe we'll get big enough so we can actually you know put in to see about possibly getting media badges for next year. What exactly would those allow us to do? What's the difference? Um, they're free. Oh, well, they're free, which I don't really care about. Oh, duh. As far as well, I care about, they're free. <laughs> But because twenty five dollars isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, it's what extra girl in the gun plushie. No, it's not. They were thirty. Anyways, <laughs> close enough. When you're in media, you can feel all special, and when you ask for interviews and stuff, they'll go, "You're just an early start." Yeah. And then they go, "Look at me. Oh, you're media. You're legit." <laughs> yeah, it does kind of you know creep people out when it's like. Will you guys talk into my microphone in my hotel room for a little while? If I... Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> if you uh, if you don't have a press badge on. Saturday events. Uh, I actually went to a bunch of panels today, which uh, I uh, usually actually never do at AWA. I go run around with friends, but this year I, I wandered around with friends into panels. It was kind of uh, strange. Our first panel, originally, according to... The schedule I'm looking at, the Anime Podcast Roundtable, was supposed to be at noon. But it wasn't at noon. So we decided around 11.30 we'd go in, whatever panel it was, and... The cookie. Wait out. No, that was later. Let's go later. But this one is the Oran Host Club Challenge. Oh, yeah. Where a bunch of cute dressed up as the Host Club characters, Mm -hmm. and they held games for all the fangirls and fanboys... They could try to win Haruhi's heart through mini games. It was actually one of the the better panels I've seen. I didn't participate. You know, we were just hanging out waiting for the um, podcasting panel, which never materialized. It was really interactive. It was a lot of fun. Uh, they the, looked like the people were having a blast. Um, it was pretty organized. It was very high concept. Very high concept. When Wait. we walked in, we saw people in costumes kicking a tin can against. You know, milk bottles. Milk bottles to knock them down as if they were bowling pins. Yeah, it was, it was coffee can bowling for milk bottles, which I think it's been a while since I've seen Host Club, but is a is a vague the coffee can thing is a vague reference. I think to the whole thing where it's like instant coffee. Yeah, you know, like uh, I think I think that's what they were doing when they had the coffee can, or they just found a coffee can and were using it. Who knows? But as strange and as weird as it sometimes was. I mean, sometimes I was I feared that if I looked at it long enough, it would look back. But the people were having a blast, like, and it was orchestrated incredibly well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met some of the gals that were running it, and they know what they're doing. The final event was musical chairs, and they're going to have people sit down. They're like, oh, oh, oh wait, wouldn't it be... What? I just had an idea. Wouldn't it be better if we had the hosts sit down in the chairs? And you had to sit in their laps? Which is really and all, and all the and all the girls started squealing over this. 
So it was really unfortunate, as Eric pointed out, for the very small boy who had the very large moment. <laughs> the poor honey cosplayer, the very small lady cosplaying honey, who had a uh, a very very corpulent lady who who sat on her lap. It was very sad. But the trick was that wasn't like a spontaneous decision. They would planned this out, and we're just throwing it out <coughs> there, it, knowing what would happen. Mm-hmm. It was a very well orchest- it was a very well orchestrated event. Mm-hmm. And while that was happening, I found out apparently, while our program said the podcast roundtable was supposed to be at noon, it was actually supposed to be at six. Replacing the Funimation uh, panel and the Funimation panel was supposed to be at noon. So they're the ones that got cheated out by the horror. Yeah, they're yeah. the ones that because the the Coast Club challenge was late got. Screwed out of time. So, you know, the bunch of Dragon Ball Z fans were screwed over. What's new? Yeah. Uh, Funimation has got a lot of crap now. I just like them now that they've picked up all the gen- the Geneon stuff. Aren't they doing well, Mushishi? Is yeah. it funny doing yeah. Mushishi? Well, Funimation also does a lot of good things, which, oddly enough, includes Host Club. Yes. So it's on. almost kind of appropriate that they were pushed late because of our host club panel. Which is October 23rd, people. I, I think October 23rd is the correct date. You, you go buy that. That's good shit. Because host club is a good show. I'm completely straight, and I'm telling you, go buy that. Like, host club is one of the best shows I've seen. It is very well done. In fact, you said October 23rd? Yeah, I believe October 23rd. It's the full set on one DVD on one DVD set, like the whole show. What, really? For like 30 bucks, yeah. Okay, I'm getting that shit. It's like, it's like all of it for 30 bucks. Watch this podcast for more infos, because we'll probably do a podcast. We'll probably do a podcast on that, yeah. Yeah, I'm up for that. And I think afterwards we decided to do the whole lunch thing yes. once again at Chow Baby because chow we just didn't have enough chow for our chow. Oh my god, guys. Like I don't know where you people are living that are listening to this, um, but if you got a Chow Babies near you, you see a place that says Chow Babies, you go eat there. It is incredible. It's incredible. It's, it's good food. It's not too expensive. You make your own stir fry. Again, this is a little off topic, but go there. Do it. The customizable meal thing is yeah. awesome to go... Stand in line and go, oh, I want this and this and this. Okay, we'll cook that up for you. Yeah, it was great. Then afterwards, I ended up going to the uh, writing about anime panel. How was that? It was pretty good. It was ran by uh, a guy, I forget his name, who used to work for Raijin Comics. He now does some uh, freelance work for various companies. Mm-hmm. Um, Daryl Surratt, Anime World Order. He also writes for Talk USA. Patrick Mencius who um, is the editor-in-chief of Otaku USA, which is one of the big um, anime magazines out. Yeah. It sort of has replaced new type. Yeah, as the, the new, new type. The nice, big, colorful pages, uh, lots of artwork, includes an animation DVD. It's just a lot better written. Anyways, it also had Dave Merrill on it, who also occasionally writes for Otaku USA and also has his own blog um, called Let's Anime, where he talks about anime from 1990 and before. Mm. And it was it was kind of interesting. A lot of it was discussions of, is print still relevant? Yes. You know, how does it compare to the internet, the pros and cons and whatnot? It was it was a neat thing to listen to. That's cool. Did you, th- did you feel you learned anything from it? Like, that's the big thing. Is exactly. Like, uh, did you learn anything about writing about anime? Or did you just listen to were they simply talking about writing for it you know what I mean like, it was more about writing I mean they did stuff like you know how to you know keep your what your audience in mind when you're writing it what kind of things should be I mean it's, it's very variable 
and it wasn't anything. I'm sure other people learned things from it. Everything that they said was something stuff I already know, but I'm an English major. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It sounds like a so, lot of English one on one stuff. So it was a lot of stuff that I've you know learned before. <laughs> But it was neat to hear them talking about it, especially in an anime context, because you don't get to see that all the time. One of these things I think that are great about some of these panels is even if the information isn't necessarily new, to be in an environment where people are, you know, getting ideas together really gives you a creative rush to get things done sometimes. I mean, I got a lot of ideas just from being in some of the art panels. Even if I didn't learn anything, people were going, oh, I'm going to do this and that, and all of a sudden you're real pumped about, you know, creating something. No, well, uh... Basil, or are you still, have you got more on the uh, the publishing panels? Or the, uh, that was it, but then after that I followed it up with the 20 Years of Dark Horse manga, which unfortunately wasn't really the 20 Years of Dark Horse manga. It was, it was hey, this is what Dark Horse This is our releasing. release schedule for the, the end of this year and to the beginning of next year. Did At least work? what I stayed for. Did it work putting arcade on it? No, that... Not that they listed? No, it's because it's not manga. Uh, they get classified. They, they get thrown in the manga section a ton. That's why I ask. I guess he didn't refer to it as manga. Yeah. But, I mean, there was some neat stuff. He had previews of all the stuff that isn't out yet, but they've, they made previews that you could look at. And whenever he was... It was Carl Gustav Horn. He's one of the main editors for for the Dark Horse manga stuff. And when he's actually talking about the stuff, it was really interesting and in how he was referring to Berserk or Helsing or whatnot. And I was like... And that was really neat to hear him talk about. Then he would just start going, and then this date, we're having this. And then this date, we're having this. We're having this date, we're having this. And that was... Boring. 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 Informative, but you get that on a website or anything. Yeah, we're talking get... about, a, you know... But like I said, when he was actually talking about the stuff, he was real I was like, this is really cool. And... But unfortunately, the dates just sort of get all jumbled in my head. I was like... Okay, I'm going to go find something else to do. Well, while uh, you were in the uh, Dark Horse panels, um, me and uh, James were actually in the uh, How to Make Armor mm-hmm. uh, panel. Um, and it was a very interesting panel. They had three guys who, sorry guys, I don't remember any of y'all's names, uh, running it. And all of them had kind of a different take on it. Um, there was uh, one of them that seemed like most of the stuff he did was like medieval-style armor and metal work-style armor. Another guy um, did a lot of like um, like anime-style stuff where it's, you know, it's got the plasticky metal sheen, right? And, and the third guy um, was always talking about Star Wars stuff, which was, was warmed my heart. <laughs> was always talking about Django Fett armor and Stormtrooper armor. It was a little bit over my head. Um, I had expected kind of an Armor 101 class, and it was an Armor 201. But they did a lot of neat tips and tricks, you know, how to pad your armor, what what kind of uh, material should you start with to do what effects, uh, tricks on aging, making things look like they were weathered, making things look like they were made out of metal, that sort of stuff. Uh, it, could got, it could have easily been, like, five panels. I mean, they, they could have talked just on the vacuum-forming process, right, for two hours. Man, just, just you know, hearing about, I bet, just l- trying to look at it in vision armor, would you give you a lot of, like, just as an artist, just to be in that panel and have been like, ah. Yeah, I, I was I was really, like, it made me want to go do armor. Like, that's why I, yeah. I, I sat in on it. was like, I was interested in learning how to do armor. Mm-hmm. And uh, it made me want to go run out and start designing, like, armor. Awesome. And it was, it was really cool. By any chance, were the two guys, Jeff Allen and Jimmy Burns? 
Uh, Burns was one of them. Um, I think one of them was might have been. I don't remember his name. I do remember Burns. I'm just reading this out of a handy dandy program guide. So that's the only reason why I asked. Yeah, is it, they were they were very knowledgeable, very good. I wish that I, I literally I swear I wish all three of them had had like a separate panel and sat down and done like prop working for like hours. I mean, the, like each of them could have sat down, and run a separate panel on how to, on the one hundred and one for prop making and stuff like that, and it would it would have been terrific. Like next year, Eddie Boy, if anybody who does anything important in Eddie Boy listens to this. More armor making because you guys had a line outside of that for both the armor making and the steampunk panels, which were both a blast, and uh, just more of that. It was great stuff. Uh, the best one I went to was how to tell a story in comics, and the name is a little bit misleading because I thought it would be like from a writer's perspective how you you know work in the different plot lines and stuff into the comics. Yeah, and it turned out to be more of a flow and perspective thing, like. You start out with, like, a really dull thing of a guy playing baseball, and he shows you how to jazz it up and tell it better with the art and everything. So it was interesting, just very misleading. But the guy was really skilled, and uh, he put it... We basically told him, you know, things of what we thought was a good idea of how to redraw the comic, and it was really interactive. It was was a blast. So So it was was more of a... um uh, how to use your your camera and your perspective when exactly. telling a comic than it is a story writing the story. Yeah, which which you know, so, telling story with art, yeah, not with writing. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, pretty much. It it depends. You know, like when when I was writing comics, I did a lot of the blocking and a lot of the uh, uh, setup for it. So, like as a writer, you can't just write. They're playing a baseball. Well, I mean, you can, I guess, if you've got that kind of relationship with artists. Right? They're playing a baseball game and write the guys. But but if you're really you know, a writer, you're part of your whole. You know, I I think at least that part of your duty. And some people don't do this. They leave it up to the artist. But it's part of the creative process as a writer is saying, I want this to go like this, and yeah. to have the actual build with it. You the, know? Uh, I, I've always felt that a um, a comic script should be very cinematic, and exactly. that, that it, it lays out the shots. And, and that's what know. that's what he said. You want to think of your entire comic as a movie, and you're picking out the key frames yeah. and putting them down into place. Exactly. So it was it was very informative. I enjoyed it. Did you do the Fred Perry panel? Oh, I did the Fred Perry panel. He that was yesterday. He kicked ass. He was the dude. Oh, it was yesterday, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, it was. Did uh, we talk about this already? I don't remember. We did, we did yesterday. The, 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 wait, wait, no, no, wait. I did the drawing with Fred Perry. The actual Fred Perry stuff panel was today. I did not see that. Okay, that yeah, that's what I was. The uh, Tim Eldred. Yeah, I believe so. That sounds right. Yeah, Tim, I hear Tim Eldred's really cool. Oh damn, he he was. I mean, he was doing little. They looked like almost like little foam stick figures, but they were like so dynamic and put into place, and the expressions were great. You knew what he was doing. People were like laughing. Oh, and then they realized, wait, this guy's a genius. He's got the guy going. Should we do any other art panels? Yeah, there are related, related panels. Uh, no, I was going to go into the published comics print and web, but there was a huge line for it. You know, I've been bad as a reporter today. I've been... Uh, yeah, I must say, was, was anybody else encountering large lines outside of all their panels? Well, yeah. Like I was. I missed the... Uh, we missed the life drawing panel on last night because they said we only have materials enough for 12 people to do it. We were already in the room, but the, when we, they're like, no, you can't just be in the room. So we went outside to stand in line. There were already like 15 people, so we missed out on the whole damn thing. So Really? They, yeah. they told you all you had to go back out into the yeah, line? Yeah, exactly. But how were you supposed to get into the line if you were in the panel exactly. room already? Exactly. So the people who were like late or not there on exactly when got got the slots, so well, we were who were already there. I, I think the Ed way is 
I don't want to say outgrowing the space they're in, but I, I, I don't know. There just seem to be a lot of lo- that just, logistical you know, problems. That's like a more logistical problem than the, the pair of materials. Yeah. I think what should have happened was you should be able to bring your own sketchbook and whatnot. And well, well, the thing is, for the model, apparently they wanted to work. They're actually having a model in their model so you can draw them, and apparently they wanted a circle, a tight circle around the model for optimal, I don't know. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but... Well, they're actually paying this model, so you had to put up some, you know, money up front, and materials were in it. I don't know. I see. That's that's the thing, though. Is like with that, you know, that sounds like a logistical problem. But yeah. but not only with the materials and stuff, but not only that, but like every panel I went to today, except for the uh, podcasting panel, I had to wait in line, mm-hmm. and I was I barely got into like the co- the armor making. I barely got into the steampunk. Like everything I did, um, I had to wait. You know, God, they were the video game room. If you wanted to go and play the video exactly, game room, it was like, and I don't remember that from years past. Like I never remember having to wait in line for panels. Now for video game room, I've had to wait in line a couple. Oh yeah, of times. video games sort of be sort of. Yeah. I don't want to say black sheet, but they're yeah, it's never a priority at all for anybody. Yeah, like the, the video game room, um, I, I'm used to having to wait in the line, but. Um, it's usually not as long as it was this year. I don't know if AW has grown or what's going on. Um, and I'll admit, I don't usually do a ton of panels, so maybe I've just always been lucky mm. with my panels. But um, No, I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head. I think that it's just exponentially gotten bigger and bigger, and, you know... Yeah, I don't know I don't know what they can do to fix it or, or anything, but, it, I mean, those it run fine. Um, maybe you just picked really popular panels. Yeah, that, that might have happened, you know, like... Uh, with the exception of, of whoever was running the the anime hell line, everything uh, has been run wonderfully. So I but, cannot fault any of the people doing lines anywhere. But the guy who was doing the how to tell a story in comics, we had a full packed room, and he's like, "Whoa, I've never had this many people before." Yeah. So. Like, so I definitely think it's probably. I don't know if the entire attendance of the con has grown. I really can't. I have no judges of that just based on people yeah. in hallways and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It, it look it, it's always looked full every you know for the past years. I know it's been growing every year. Mm. But maybe the panels are just getting more well attended this year. Saturday was this this Saturday would seem bigger than uh, either Friday seemed smaller or Saturday seemed bigger because man alive like Friday I was looking around like oh it's like a normal average way right and, and I looked over Saturday and it was like holy shit like you know they wouldn't let you walk down the halls at one point they created um, I mean walk backwards they created separate like you go in this way and out this way to get to the Galleria Center and back. That happened last year. Like, like it happened last year, but it, I don't remember it going on all day. And, uh, I remember having to peak time last year. And I guess that has a lot to do with that humongous line of people registering that stretched all the way. <sighs> I mean, I was like, what are all these people? Oh. Man, registration lines have been sucking for every con this year. <laughs> I hear the Dragon Con was really oh, bad. Oh, Dragon Con was terrible, but Dragon Con's always terrible. Yeah, you know, I heard Anime Central's was absolutely abysmal. Yeah. Like I've I've heard several people have horrors. I, I don't think I, I don't think I could go back to you know, we, I got to harp on the early start program again. I don't think I could go back to waiting in pre in registration lines because you know what the pre registration line is longer than the registration line. <laughs> like you, if you pre registered, you're screwing yourself. I'm just telling you. And it's a sad, sad thing because they should uh, open up enough windows where the pre reg is lower sure. so that you actually have a benefit to getting it. Yeah, I mean, you, you pay a little bit less, but man, I don't think it's worth it. I think that's more of a recent event for the past few years, though, because back in the day, mm-hmm. pre-reg used to be the way to go. Right. Like, the lines were always, it always line was always faster, mm-hmm. 
it always moved quicker, you know, moved quicker, and it was why I had less people in it, as most people would just pay at the door. Right. Yeah. I think nowadays, with the proliferation of the internet, yeah, like yeah, I think about last time, it's a lot easier to buy your registrations online than it has ever been before. Mm-hmm. And I think the ease of doing it now, because before you had to, you know, send in a check, and people are lazy. It's a lot easier to click a few buttons mm-hmm. than it is to get out of the checkbook, write a check, make sure you have a stamp, lick the envelope, then take it to the mailbox, or you can go click, click, click. It's mm-hmm. That's just my idea. The inner makes many things easier in some ways and harder than others. Well, that's all the panels I did except for our podcasting panel. Not really our podcasting panel. It is our podcasting panel. I was there and it was mine. But you weren't even the one on it. You were just the resident asshole. My hat was there. I was there. I have spoken. This was actually uh, mostly ran by the Annual Order guys, as well as uh, Paul Chapman of the Race Movie Ever podcast. And AWO is Daryl Surratt, Gerald Rathgold, and... Clarissa, last name, I don't remember. And explains it all. Sometimes. And anyways, we were sitting on chairs, and I, I talked to um, Daryl and Paul a couple times. Um, previously, like, I, I had said hello to Daryl, thanking them for playing their promo on their last podcast yesterday. And then I introduced myself to Paul Day, and Daryl was like, why don't you come up? Uh, we've got more space. You run a podcast too, because mm-hmm. they were like, "We're not the only podcasters here." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I get up there and I I sit on the panel, and then James is like, "Woohoo!" Well, no, 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 no. James was like, "I should get up there," and I'm like, "Yeah, go up there." Uh, I don't know. No, get up there, man. I, I he had ten seconds. I was counting down. I was like, "James, you got ten seconds to get up there." Because uh, he had 10 seconds, because you know what? I was going to talk about some stuff up there if uh, he didn't get up there. But I kind of felt that with you up there, you were talking about the talking, and with him up there, he was talking about the tech. So Because you know. we're apparently the only podcast with that actual sound guy. We might not be the only one, but we were the only one represented of, in that representative of the yes. four up there that had one. But we were not the only one with the resident asshole. That's a requirement. That's because we all come with our own. Uh, there was also a guy from AkibaRen.org. I'm pretty sure it was, was it Akihabara Renaissance or... Something like that. Something like that. He was pretty cool. He, much like us, we're a very small podcast. So is he. Mostly people listen to him like us or probably our friends or maybe you wonderful people that saw us at this panel and thought, man, the awesome cast sounds great and wonderful. And awesome. And Basil sounded so charming. And why is he? Why is he still single? You, uh, you know he's the cutest man. What? What? <laughs> Basil is totally the beast. Normal beast. voice. Normal voice. Okay. Basil is totally the beast. Anyways. <laughs> and so we so we talked about podcasting for an hour. That was pretty fun. Yeah, a lot of good questions from the audience um, about publishing and about... Uh, there was a big thing that I really appreciated. You know, when I was doing uh, webcomic panels, we'd always get the, how do I become famous? Where do you get your ideas from? Why did I start making the monies off this internet phenomenon? 
mm-hmm. and uh, the podcasting um, audience didn't have any of that. The podcasting audience yeah. was just, I want to do a podcast because it sounds cool. How do I do that? Mm-hmm. And that was very refreshing from you know the hordes of uh, how do I instantly make money off the internet, people. Hey, how do I yell at the internet and get millions of people to praise me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we still haven't figured that one out yet. But it was kind of interesting to see how everyone, even like, you know, the AWO guys and Paul Chapman and other guy whose name I can't remember now, but he was cool. Um, and us, we're all, every, we all did different ways of recording and publishing and everything. Yep. Uh, we, we all had, like, a different methodology and a different um, way we did things. You know, Anime World Order, I didn't know that was, uh, they, they uh, don't record together. Yeah. They uh, all record in their own separate houses. They talk over Skype while, while they record um, and then edit it all together. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Pretty well, awesome. I didn't realize that, too. Like, which also makes it a lot easier for them to do things like interviews and stuff because they can do people, they can interview guys or have guests over just via through Skype because that's how they record everything, anyways. For us, since we talk into a condenser mic, it'd be a lot harder for us to, to call someone up and go, hey, you should talk while we're talking. Wouldn't that be cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a lot easier for us to, to kind of have a flow and talk together, I yeah. think. Yeah, so. yeah, for real. Which is one of the things we talked about at the panel. But it was it was fun. It was cool. Yeah, it was, it was a lot I of fun. definitely appreciate the opportunity to talk in front of a huge, much bigger room than I have ever talked to before. It's about uh, 40, 50, well, 30, 40 podcasting people. Yeah. And um, uh, towards the end, there's about 100, 120. 20 plus people in the room um, for the panel of doom um, most of which uh, listened um, intently to the podcasting panel but a good portion of jackasses in the back um, were being dicks about it now we know who you are we're going to hunt you at down I'm going to do it personally I'm going to see to it that's right Zerg Rush baby yes so new energy drink and then of course afterwards was Daryl Surratt's panel of doom where he saw they showed violence and Chuck E. Cheese clips, Rick Rolls, suspense, and drama, anime hell light. Well, I mean, even Daryl Surratt knows it's anime hell light. I mean, no one does anime hell like Dave Merrill does. But you just can't top it. It's he's he's the master. He's been doing it for up teen billion years. Oh, what age boy is this? Fourteen. Fourteen. So fourteen years. I think it's like 10 or 11 years old. Like, I don't think it, it happened the first few years. It's more of a recent, not a recent phenomenon, but, you know, it, it happened a few years in. Yeah. And he might have even done it for first a, a convention that wasn't anyway. I don't remember. But it was cool. And then we were hungry. So we consumed food. Where'd y'all guys get, end up going? Uh, Jackson Jill's. It's yeah. A, it's oh, right, a right. terrible sports grill bar. Food's okay, but the atmosphere is awful. Very, very loud. Very loud. You know, lots of TVs going off. And God, I got to be reminded every five minutes that Tennessee got squished by Florida. God. On about five different big screens. Hmm. And then afterwards, after that, that was pretty much it for us, I, I think. I mean, Yep, that was pretty much um, our day here at the Anime Week in Atlanta. I mean, afterwards, I mean, me and Inubito hit the bar, had a drink. No Dave Merrill this time. No, they didn't know what Dave Merrill last time either. Oh, yeah, I forgot. They didn't know what the Dave Merrill last time. So, uh... Apparently there's some <coughs> dance going on. Is that the, uh, rave? It's the rave. 
the uns 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 thing. Um, yeah, the which rave had a, right now. which had a line almost as long as registration. Yeah, see, that's the problem with the rave. Every single, you know, that I know about. Every right. single year, the you know, this giant line, and it's just a you know huge pain in the huge ass. pain in the ass, and it's just not worth doing. Um, especially since it's full of high teenagers. I don't really. God, I sound old, but it's still full of high teenagers. <laughs> but so far, I think the city has been a lot of fun. Definitely, you know, an enjoyable, successful convention, at least for me. Yep. Yep. And despite the dealer's room not having quite up to snuff what I wanted, it's still uh, taken much of my money. <laughs> yeah, you uh, still spend more than any, than almost as much as me and Eric combined. I, I haven't spent any money on me except for the one, uh, the keychain so far. Wait, like, so. I've spent more money than you guys combined? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. Well, yeah, I know I have, but I didn't know how'd you know that? Oh, I've been showing shit. You've been showing shit. Uh, oh shit! Well, I was there when you bought two things. Oh yeah, <laughs> you last t-shirt stealer. No. You, did you want that one? Yeah. No, no, Lee. We'll talk. Remember, remember what's our last? Oh, yeah. What's oh, our yeah, last? Yeah. What is it? Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. There you go. That's right. Yes. Awesome <laughs> cast. We think we life coach, and we're telling you to to screw off. Fuck you. If you're a weeaboo, get the, the fuck, fuck out. <laughs> If you're a furry, furry get, get the, the fuck, fuck out. out. If you're listening to this podcast, too bad because it's over. Get the, the fuck, fuck out. out. Test, test, test. Test, test, test. Test, test, Dude, that was kind of nasty. <laughs> this has been the Awesome Cast. If you want to learn more about us, or if you liked us, check us out on the web at osmcast.com and leave a message or a comment in the comment section. Awesome Cast. So awesome, only three letters can contain it. Or you can leave us an email at osmcast at gmail.com. Or you can send us a voicemail at the awesome line, area code 206-426-5063. Bye-bye.